My name is Paul Harvey, and you are listening to Life, Passion and Business, a podcast born out of my desire to find greater meaning in life at the time when I thought there was none. Since that day, I have spoken to hundreds of people, and what I have discovered is that our story is everything. Because what we do, feel, or experience is based on the stories that we tell ourselves. It's time to explore what it means to live a good life. How do we make this experience better? And more importantly, how do we lead the world to a better place? It's a Wednesday, and that will be a podcast day. But as you probably gathered, I am not doing interviews at the moment as we're changing the structure of this podcast and moving on to more of a seasonal and subject-based narrative. But that does not mean to say I'm not missing my conversations I've been having with people. And today would be a day I would be finalising the edit on a show. And I have to say, I am missing that journey. Uh, it's created new space for the things which are fantastic. So I'm just on that on that process at the moment. But it was interesting to do the uh, the birthday show in January when I, well, actually recorded it in December, when I was able to connect with some of my past guests and, and bring them back on the show and have a conversation to where they see where they've got to. And it obviously caused a bit of a bit of um, energy in the world because I've been approached by other past guests to say, oh, I'd like to catch up with you too. And one of those guests is Patrick M. Powers. Now, Patrick, uh, I, we met sometime in the, in the, um, it would have been in 2020, around the time of COVID, definitely in COVID lockdown situation, which would have been quite a challenge for Patrick at the time because he was a master networker. Well, he still is a master networker. And at the time, he was running network meetings uh, in London and all around. And of course, what with COVID and lockdowns, he was no longer able to do that. So it was an interesting heavy hearing his, his journey, because at one stage in his life, he was a broke taxi driver. He's done all sorts of things. And of course, uh, at some point, he made a decision to change his life. And like all of my guests on the show, it's always about that, that decision factor, that, that point where, where the change happens and life takes off from there. And for Patrick, it was the power of networking. He created one of the largest networking groups with 27,000 members across Europe. It was an amazing achievement. Anyway, I know life has changed hugely for Patrick now. He is now married, which I don't think he ever expected would happen in his life. And I know he also lives in Russia, which is an extremely interesting place to live, particularly in this day and age. But I also know he wants to come and talk to us about something that he has discovered. So as I'm going to have a conversation with Patrick in the next couple of weeks and we'll find out where he's up to, I thought it would be a good idea today to release his previous recording. So here is Patrick M. Powers on the power of networking. And the next couple of years was the hardest in my life ever. And I went through many, many situations where I was, I was, I was just so scared and all that stress um, just completely destroyed my health. Yeah. And it was, you know, it's really, it's really, really hard to hit the, the bottom when you've been on its top. Hello and welcome to the program. If you are new to the podcast, thanks for listening. It's nice to have you here. So life, passion and business began as a quest to explore the big questions, the big life questions. And part of that journey has been to bring forward tools and solutions to help you do the same. Now, one of the challenges I hear in my work and I see in my community is the need to get stuff done and the resistance to make things happen. 
And that is why I offer focus coaching. Now these are in blocks of five 20 minute sessions and they're designed to get you focused and moving. So there are plenty of slots available at the moment. So check out the links at the bottom of the homepage at lifepassionandbusiness.com. My guest on this week started his first job at 18 and realized that working for someone was not a sustainable option. It was just too boring. So Patrick M. Powers began his first business at the age of 21 and he soon went out of business, losing both his home and most of his money. He had chosen to be a hands-on therapist at a time when that idea was new and pretty radical. Plus, he was shy and could not sell himself. What a change. Today, Patrick runs one of the largest online business networking organizations in Europe with 27,000 members. And he's become an expert in influence and marketing and copywriting. But of course, like all my guests, there is a story to be told. So how did he go from the shy, starving taxi driver in Copenhagen in Denmark to retiring in style in the Caribbean? But that would be jumping ahead. So the failure of his first business was down to lack of knowledge and confidence for selling. So he started learning the ropes. By 2003, he had landed himself into a network marketing business and he hit the big time with a seriously growing company. Now say what you like about network marketing, but if you use the system and do the work, it is possible to be successful. However, being shy was not gonna work for Patrick. So he went on to develop his own system and it worked. In fact, it worked so well that he built a team of over 10,000 people. That was it. He was made with an income set for life until he lost it all. Now stuck in the Dominican Republic and broke, his last cash was sitting in the safety deposit box in London and he had to borrow money to fly back to the UK to get it. This is a story that leads us from success to despair to life-threatening illness to recovery. We touch on how to choose a good network marketing company. We touch on meditation, presence, NLP and some other weird stuff. The problems of social media and the growth of narcissism. The plus the power of face-to-face -face and online networking. Patrick Powers has a fascinating story. Let's join the conversation with Patrick Powers. So this is Life, Passion and Business. Thank you for being with me today, Patrick. It's awesome to be here, Paul. As I said, this is all about passion. This is about the story of your passion and, and how that has come into your life. So where did it all start for you? Where, what are you, where are you now and how did you get there? Mm. It all started with an incredible, painful emotion of boredom, <laughs> right? being trapped in a normal job, like just unbelievable boredom. Uh, and I said, well, it's got to be more to life. I have to start a business, you know, and do some more. So I can Hang on, what, age were, what age were you when you did that then? Uh, so I was, when I started my first business, I was 21. The boredom set in like five minutes after I got my first job at 18. You know, so, so, so 21 started my first business, went bankrupt really quickly within a year, lost my, <laughs> lost my what, house. What were you doing? Well, it was probably more than what I was not doing, but I was, I was basically, I started a, a business as a um, holistic practitioner. Okay. Um, working with both the psychological side of, of health and, um, and, and the physical. 
treating sports injuries, uh, using um, deep tissue massage, and then NLP and, and various different types of um, uh, psychotherapies. That's a nice combination. But I mean, judging by the fact that I am assuming we're of a similar age, that's actually quite radical for the time. It, it was. It was really. I mean, I was. I was before my time. It yeah. was before it became trendy. Yeah, right? sure. And everybody thought I was crazy and part of a cult, especially my family. Yeah, because NLP didn't really hit the scenes until probably the 2000s, and that would have been well before then, I would imagine. Sorry about that. But. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, this is um, – so I'm 53 in a couple of months. So, so yeah, so this is 32 years ago. Wow. Wow, that was early. That was early. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, yeah. okay. So I, uh, that would have been a hard sell, that kind of business at that, in, that era, in that time, I, I would have thought. Well, I mean, there is always, actually in terms of, especially the physical side of the treatments, there was, uh, there was quite a good need for it. And it was, um, I think in Denmark, we were, we were a bit ahead of the, the curve mm. with stuff like that. Uh, you, you weren't but, in the UK, were you? You were in Denmark. Yeah, I was in Denmark. Okay, that's, so, that, okay. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I, I just failed really, really quickly because I was incredibly shy. And I had no communication skills to talk about. And, you know, my sales and marketing skills was pretty horrible as well. Mm -hmm. So um, I thought it all had to do with a good idea. And, you know, I attended these seminars and my training programs to become a practitioner. I thought, this is amazing. What a difference this makes to people. This is an incredible idea. And I just thought, okay, well, it's a great idea. There's going to be a great need for it. But as they say, if only I can build a better mousetrap, the world will build a better path to my door. Everyone thinks yeah, that's what you need. That's not true anymore. That's <laughs> <laughs> <Just> not true. <laughs> Unless it is very, very, I mean, significantly better than something out there. Yeah, then it's true. But, but I mean, people have got to know about it. And without telling yep. people, you're never going to get anywhere. Absolutely. 100%. So obviously yeah. you went, this did not work well. So what happened next? Nope. So yeah, so <laughs> everything crashed and um, I, was, I was left to scratch my head and thought, well, what went wrong? And uh, start to analyze, start to read a lot of books, and then figured out, oh, it has all to do with marketing, right? This business thing. Uh, so I started to study more about marketing, and then became fascinated with it. And then uh, I was so fascinated at, that I was practically studying it day and night. And and I, I realized, like, oh my god, you know, my 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 passion, my interest for psychology and personal development, marketing is actually all about psychology. It's just applied in a different way. So I found, wow, this is really, really amazing. And, um, and also figured out, well, there's lots better money in marketing because being a practitioner, you can't really scale. It's very hard to scale, right? And you got um, one pair of hands, don't you? You got one pair of hands and then work on one body at a time. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, so I, I, I fell in love with marketing and started to study influence in marketing. And then in 2003, after many, many um, unsuccessful attempts to start other businesses, I finally had my breakthrough and then um, it was a network marketing company. I'd reached the point in my life where I said, this is just not okay anymore. I mean, I was, when I, when I say I was desperate, it, that's an understatement of the year. I was, I was, I was in so much emotional pain. I said, I cannot live like this anymore. And I changed like literally just like that. Can, can and, I back, when you say you're in emotional pain, I mean, how are you, how are you looking after yourself? How are you funding yourself? I uh, saw so I was in a job. Okay. Um, uh, what was I doing? Oh, I, I was at that point, I was, I'd been a taxi driver for a few years, uh, both full-time and part-time, but then, um, then I became a temp agent. And at that point in my life, I was working in a warehouse, uh, that sold furniture. Mm-hmm. And so just moving furniture day and night. Um, and yeah, so I was just like, I was so desperate for change 
and I said, this is it. Uh, drew a line in the sand and said, I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm, I'm stopped. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm done with uh, buying my own excuses and I'm done with saying I'm not good enough and whatever. I'm, I'm just going to do it. And I did. And it was literally like flicking on a switch, like from one moment to the next. I was a sensation as a network marketing company. Uh, business grew really rapidly within three months, I think it was it February, March. Actually, within almost two months, uh, two and a half months, I actually quit my job. <clears throat> um, went back six months later, did a little bit of part-time work. And then, and that was literally like for a week. And then that's the, the rest is history. So that's 2003. Yeah. And that meant uh, network yeah. marketing, although it had, had been around, I, I get the sense that the early 2000s was quite a big time for network marketing. You know, I was involved in a couple of companies at that sort of time. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been growing steadily for the last, um, since, since the beginning of the eighties and the eighties was really the golden years. Yeah, because there was the advent of the computer that managed, you know, enabled them to manage the, the, the commission payouts. That, that, must be Am, that must be Amway, wasn't it, in the eighties? Um, the, the the big the big ones was uh, Herbalife and Nuskin in the eighties. Right. But there were many there were many that completely blew up in the eighties. So since then, since the eighties was over, that was the golden time. Uh, since then, since then, it's, it's been growing steadily almost okay. every year. So what business, which one were you in at the time? Richard? So that was like a company called Manatech, uh, and they, they do uh, supplements, uh, very specialized ones called glyconutrients. That's a specialty. And I built a team of 4,500 people in a year, uh, retired. They became very, very lazy. That, that team continued to grow to 10,000. Wow. Uh, and That's I started to... Team. Yeah, it was... So, it was so what, was, what was... The, I mean, in, network marketing it tends to be about use the system. Use the system. Is that what you did, or did you do something different? Yeah, I mean, it is user system. However, the system that I was handed by my uplines just wasn't good enough. Um, so I developed my own system and it worked unbelievably well. So and I think it was, it was a combination of that. I was so shy of people that I had to develop something that just worked better because I was just like afraid of going out and talking to so many people. Yeah, that's the thing about network marketing. I mean, they, I, I, that's why I don't agree with it a lot because I, I always think, you know, people get signed up, the gullible get signed up into network marketing thinking it will change their life. And yeah. it doesn't because it's got to change the person. Absolutely. Because if you're, if you're quiet, as you say, quiet, shy type, you're not going to call all your friends and family and ask them to try your products out. Sure. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there are a lot of gullible people that go into network marketing. And, you know, my, my big big downside is that there are so many bad companies out there that it's hard to see the good ones. And if, if you're a newbie, how can you tell the difference? You know, yeah. you can't like yeah. my, the reason why I was able to tell the difference at that point is that I've been through 14 companies and I sat down, this is not working. Let me try to figure out first of all, what I need to do, but also second, what are the companies that actually succeed in the long term? And I, I'm very analytical. So I start down and analyze the whole history of network marketing. Uh, and I, I, I found about six to seven different indicators that you had to look at. So for um, someone, this is useful for someone who is actually looking at network marketing. How would you say judge it? Okay. So uh, oh, this is many years ago that I, 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 I did these indicators. So I'll see if I can remember most but of them. But they, they can't have changed. I mean, to me, I... I, I oh, it's the same. Yeah. yeah. Go on. It's what, the same. So, so first of all, it cannot be a completely brand new company. Right, it has to be has to be at least five years old, right. because the the death rate of network marketing companies, and that's that's the problem. Lots of people say you got to get in from the beginning. That's that's a complete fallacy, like an utter and a complete fallacy, right? 
No, if you go in from the beginning in a new company, you're almost certain to, to die with it because the death rate in, in traditional businesses are very high, but the death rate in network marketing companies are, I can't remember if it's about a hundred times higher than a normal company. <laughs> like it's ridiculously high, right? So if you choose something that is less than, let's say four or five years, you're almost certain, certain to go down. Right. Okay. okay. So that's, that's one of them. The other one I would say, I wouldn't choose a company that's, for example, is 30 years old that, that everybody knows about because there is, it's, it's kind of harder to grow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, 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 but most importantly, it can be an old company, but they have to have growth. There has to be momentum, right? If you get into the momentum phase, a company that is, let's say, four, five, six, seven, eight years, 10 years, and they're in momentum, that's kind of the, the, the perfect company to join. Mm. Um, then it has to be consumables, right? It has to be consumables. And if you look at which companies have succeeded in the industry, historically, it's the wellness and anti-aging companies. There's practically no other companies that succeed. And I could do a whole seminar of why that is so. Because it's not a, there's, there's a lot of similarities to a normal business, but there's also a lot of differences. So just bottom line, it has to be wellness and anti-aging. Okay. So those are the three. Well, those, are, those are two things that the humans want to constantly change. They want to, they don't, yeah. they want to get old. Yeah. Uh, and they want but to stay healthy and they want to stay healthy, but they don't yeah. want to give up on what they've already been doing. So, so consequently. True, but that's more, more traditional market indicators. Like what we know marketing, what it really is about, it's not about just selling products, it's not just about finding a product and uh, you know, that, that fits into a good niche and all that kind of stuff. What it's about is creating almost like a cult, right? Ah. You create a, a community and for that to happen, for, for, for that to have glue that holds that community together, it has to be something that is bigger than yourself. It has to be about changing the world, making a difference. If it's just saving you 5% on your phone bill, it's not something that people get really, really passionate about. That's actually no. a good point here in your passion show. So mm. it has to be something where people feel that they are really, really part of something bigger than themselves. And that's, you know, when, when, when you have one of your friends, kids that has asthma, completely reverse their asthma uh, or your own kids or yourself, you tend to be very, very passionate about that and almost to an evangelic uh, yes. level, yes. right? Yes. And that's really what's needed for, for network marketing. That's companies. why Herbal Life was so good, I guess, because it did the same. They did those things. It sure. I mean, I, I actually lost uh, what 12 kilos with Herbal Life. Yeah. 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 yeah I, was, I was super passionate. So, all right, that. network marketing, where was the passion in it for you? Because for me, it was in the beginning, it was all about creating a freedom. Of, of getting away from boredom and being able to travel the world. And, and, and also later on, it was, I found that my, my God, this is really making a difference for people. And then I felt how good it, it felt to actually make a difference to other people. Like, you know, people coming back say, thank you so much for introducing to me to this product or the business. And I saw my people starting making money and completely changed their life. Um, so that was, that was the passion for me, creating the freedom for myself, creating the freedom and choice for other people as well. Mm. They all talk about that. I, every network marketing presentation I've always been to, they always, they always major on freedom. As a, yeah, as, absolutely. As, and I guess that's probably part of it. Yeah, so, definitely. okay, you built this into, a, obviously you were very, very good at this because as you said, you ended up with a 10,000 people downline. That, that mm -hmm. probably should have set you up for life, I'd have thought, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
except except I was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, we can't help that. <laughs> no. no. Oh my God. Those those uh, things those things happen. <laughs> yeah. So so my stupidity came into this is this is how it it it, it was like I thought okay wow now because I have the biggest team in Europe. Um, you know, at the, at the peak, we were putting f- five to 700 new people into the team a month. Wow. Yeah. As I said, you were made, weren't you? You had everything going there. I, yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, I mean, uh, just uh, as, uh, as for their listeners benefit, what, what does that mean in putting out a, a member and new teams in? I mean, that's money coming I mean, into the system. I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, just imagine that you have five to 700 new, uh, new clients or, or customers in your company every month. And what are they going to spend those new customers when they arrive? Um, I would say on average, probably about 200 pounds. Okay. Yeah, probably on average. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe, a lot of, maybe, yeah. And you're going to yeah. get all, you're not going to get all of that. You're going to get a bit of that. But, you know, if, yeah. It, yeah. Well, that's, but, that's but it's not, it's, it's not just about what you get that month. Is that, yes. you know, lots of them, they will stay and then they will multiply. Yeah. Right. So even so if you've got a pound a month out of them every single month for a year, yeah. a significant amount of sure. money. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so, um, so yeah, so I thought, well, now I'm a hotshot and I know everything. So I, I, I want some new changes and, you know, challenges. And so I sold that, I sold that position and um, because I, I became overconfident and okay. then everything just fell apart for me. I mean, it was literally ridiculous. So, um, the, one, the first thing that went wrong is that I sold that business with a little bit of money up front and then 20% of the income for five years. Okay. The problem was that the people that took it over, they ran it into the ground really quickly. Right. So, so suddenly I was getting, um, in, instead of my plans was that I had at least a 20% would, would, would pay me my rent and my basic costs and everything that I can live anywhere in the world in a decent place. And suddenly I had 20% of 400 pounds or something like that. <laughs> it's just, it was just ridiculous. So, uh, so and then I invested the chunk of money that I got up front and invested in some stuff that went belly up. Some of it was scams. Uh, and then I was just, I was broke and I was in Dominican Republic living in a beautiful waterfront property uh, and complete running out of money. And that was probably the scariest time in my life. Well, second scariest time in my life, actually. Came back to England had a little bit of money in a safety deposit box, uh, two and a half thousand pounds, literally, and uh, restarted my life with that. And the next couple of years was the hardest in my life ever. And I went through many, many situations where I was, I was, I was just so scared and all that stress um, just completely destroyed my health. What sort, of, um, what sort of age were you? Sorry to ask that question. So but... this is, so this is uh, what we're talking about. So this was 2009, I came back to the UK, okay. right? So, uh, so this is what, what, 11 years ago? So yeah, okay. it was just the beginning of my 40s. Okay. Which is a transition point in most people's lives anyway. There, there is that yep. midlife crisis starts to hit around that sort of time anyway. And having that yep. happen at the same time, that's a bit of a double whammy, really. Yeah, and it was, you know, it's really, it's really, really hard to hit the, the bottom when you've been on its top. I think, mm-hmm. I think, you know, you hit the bottom in any case, um, it's hard, but when you've been at the top and you compare, you know, I was constantly comparing my, my life, you know, I had a beautiful girlfriend in New York. I was traveling the world. I was, I was respected and loved everywhere I went. People just appreciated me and never had a worry. They're just, just an amazing life. And then suddenly you just, there's just fighting for life. 
and I started to beat myself up severely, right? I was like, how can I be so stupid? I used to have such a great life. How can I give that up? Why can't I seem to get things together now? It was horrible. And I became very, very sick, like very, very ill. Uh, food intolerances, uh, chronic fatigue, brain fog, all kinds of shit happened. And, um, and then I started getting anxiety because I couldn't work. I was always out of energy and now finances are crap. And then my energy and my health is falling apart. So I started getting anxiety and depression. Um, so that was, that was some really, really tough years. Mm. Um, thankfully turned it around, uh, started turning around about three years ago. And, uh, you know, the community is growing now with the second biggest business meetup group in the world. Uh, over so 27. what was your way? I mean, what was your way out of this? How did you, I mean, obviously you, you, how did you, what pulled you out of that rock bottom? All right. It's kind of a long story, but bottom, bottom line is I found out that, that, um, what can happen is if you're under stress, like in tremendous stress for a long time, and they could be actually physical stress. Like you can, uh, it could be physical exhaustion as well. It can also be chemical exposure. It could be an accident you're in the, the limbic brain system goes into kind of a, an overload and, and starts to become oversensitive mm-hmm. and starts to basically see danger everywhere. Yeah. And in that process, it can, it can make faulty connections and say basically, oh, it's your food that is, that is bad for you, right? And you start actually creating intolerances. And so I went to a seminar a couple of years ago in, um, in Canada with the purpose of basically rewiring your brain to, to suddenly accept all this food again, to not be weak. Uh, and to not be over 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 sensitized to 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 danger, if you will, right? Mm. Which, yeah, it's quite it's quite amazing, like <clears throat> literally amazing. So I can eat a lot of the foods I couldn't I used to used to eat. Uh, I never have depression anymore. Um, anxiety is down to maybe three percent of what it used to be. Um, so it's quite amazing. Okay. Amazing, well as done. well as the, as well as the energy is coming back and the strength and yeah. the mental clarity and all that kind of stuff. I was I was watching a, a a virtual event recently called Proven, and they were talking about all some of the some of the kind of things that are alternative things that are proven. And one of the stuff that was amazing is how important the gut is these days, and the mm. gut health. Yeah, and they were saying a lot of these autoimmune diseases are, are caused by the gut leaking. So our food yep. leaks through the gut wall into the bloodstream, and the body exactly. sees it as an enemy and starts attacking it. And goes, oh, hang on a minute, that bit of spinal cord looks just like that. That must be an enemy. So it starts attacking the body as well. It's like fascinating. Mm. And people have just been cured from all sorts of autoimmune diseases yeah. just by getting their gut sorted. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, and then lots of times the people that can't really fix the gut, it's because there is stress and emotional issue yeah. behind it. Yeah. Right. Because, because the... The hormonal system can actually, if the hormonal system goes out of whack, it can destroy your your um, uh, your gut. Yeah, fascinating stuff. There's so much. Well, what amazes me is how medical the medical community and profession is so focused on 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 a very narrow aspect. They of have just no clue. I was so disillusioned with it. I mean, I went to so many tests and say your health is fine, your health is fine, uh, and then they say, oh, but you're fat. You should, you know, I mean, they didn't say that, but <laughs> you should lose some weight. And it's like, uh, you know, tell me something I don't know. I, I have a freaking, I have a freaking mirror. I can see I'm fat, right? Tell me something I don't know. I can't eat any food. Yeah, good point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, so anyway, so yeah, so back then, by the way, you, I, got, I was, you obviously had something that pulled, started to pull you out of this. So what was the big idea that, that allowed you to to move forward? 
Well, it's kind of a weird experience, actually, kind of a spiritual thing. So I, I heard that, um, that hypnosis cured IBS, right? So again, I had lots of, lots of problems with my digestive system. So I thought, well, let's try hypnosis. And that was kind of led me to think about whether it had to do something with my emotional, uh, emotional stress. Yeah. Um, and I, I bought a, a training program, uh, a self-hypnosis training program. And one morning I was, I was doing these uh, self-hypnosis things every single morning. And one morning I went into a very deep trance. And in that, I, I kind of I saw, I saw this guy sitting on a bench. Okay. And I, I approached him and said, who are you? Um, and he said, I'm Ram Das. And I said, are you really Ram Das? And he said, yeah, I'm really Ram Das. And then I woke up like, just like that. And it's never happened to me before that I went so deep in trance and then suddenly out of it. And at that point I heard the name Ram Das, but I honestly, I didn't know who he was. I heard it. Um, went to YouTube, Google found out that he's a spiritual teacher. Start listening to some of his stuff. And here's where the weird things come in. Okay. Now, that day, that, that, uh, that uh, audio I was listening to was all about uh, living in the present, mm. okay? And then when I started finding out who is Ram Das, he, kept, he became famous. So he was a best-selling author of a book called Be Here Now. Mm. And I was like, this is, this is just insanely, like, like, what a coincidence, or maybe it's, you know, it's really, you know, some kind of a spirit or, or forces that are speaking to me it's or whatever. It's of unseen guidance there, perhaps. Yes. It was just amazing. I mean, like and I started to study this guy and I found out, wow, there's lots of wisdom in it. And that's kind of what opened my eyes to like, it could be, it could be the stress and emotional issues <clears throat> that was actually killing me. And it was. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was, that was a very, very first start to, to that discovery that your brain, I can actually change my brain. I can control my brain. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable, unbelievable changes that has happened with my brain over the last couple of years. Amazing. Well done. Yeah. So welcome back to part two with Patrick M. Powers. Just a quick reminder to check out the links on the website for Focus Coaching. It's a very powerful, simple tool in its application, but it really, really works. So do check it out. The links are at the bottom of the homepage on lifepassionandbusiness.com. So getting back to Patrick Powers. So to recap the story so far, he started his first business early, lost a lot, learned the skills of marketing and selling, went into network marketing, built an amazing business, moved to the Caribbean, lost a lot, broke and unwell, he returned to the UK to recover. We join the story there. So what? So you, obviously this led you to getting some health back and then starting this this next business, which is what you're doing now. So what what was what was the seed of that? How did you get to that idea and and then turn that into? Well, so that was that was basically. I mean, again, you know, it's been my goal for 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 years to to help entrepreneurs with their marketing and influence and communication skills, yeah. pitching, presentation skills, and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's been my game for for a long time, and so I started a meetup group right after I came back from Dominican Republic uh, because I didn't have any money. So I didn't have any money to market myself for. So the only way that I could think of surviving was to, to do networking. Yeah. Um, so I started this group and it, and it grew fairly well in the beginning. And then after about three and a half years, it's exploded. Um, and there's a whole story behind that as well. Uh, but basically we became, we became the biggest business meetup group in Europe. Uh, and we do we do networking events, we do talks with shop entrepreneurs, and so that's that's how I, I generated my leads as well for my business um, through this group. And we now we now are twenty seven thousand five hundred members. 
Wow, 27,000 members is a massive size of a group. It's pretty good. <laughs> and not only that, we're actually gaining a number one in the world. So we're number two in, uh, in the business and career category um, on meetup.com and uh, gaining a number one. So this is, this is uh, an online meetup. This is the meetup, the online system. Yeah, yeah meetup.com. Yeah. Okay. Quite fantastic. Do they charge you extra for the people that are involved? Uh, no, thankfully they don't. It's, it's a flat fee and it's about, I think it's about 20 and $25 a month or something. Yeah, that's like not that. bad actually. If they were charging a pound a person, you'd be in trouble, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, definitely would. Unless I could get two pounds back, you know. <laughs> oh dear. So, so meetup groups, so how does that work? You, you kind of organize regular meetups in meetup in this group? What yeah, obviously now with COVID, you know, we're, we're, we're doing some online webinars and we're doing some online networking as well. But, but yeah, before we're doing a couple of events a month. Uh, we've had some top names on. Um, we've even had a tech billionaire come and speak. We've had um, Richard Branson's right-hand man come and speak, Brad Rosser. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just amazing to, so to hang he, out with other experts. Is this focused around London or all over Europe? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah London. London. Okay. So it's called. It's, so the group is called Entrepreneurs in London. However, we are now um, working on on creating our own platform and scaling around the world. Actually, under the name of Founder Nation. So that's really exciting. Where we've had very solid interest from some investors that want to help us scale it as a as a training platform and community community for business people around the world. That sounds fascinating. Yeah. And what, so, um, what does a person? How, how how does how does someone get involved? Is it a club? Do they buy into the club, or what happens? Uh, it's it's free actually. Um, so I would almost say unfortunately, because like meetup on meetup, you used to actually be able to to charge membership fee, um, but they they removed that feature and they said they were going to bring it back better and whatever with more features, but they never did. Um, because I was, I was realizing a, a couple of years ago, it was like, oh my God. And then I think at that time I had 22,000 members or something. And it's like, wow, if I could get people to just pay 10 pounds a year for membership, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. that's over 200, 200 K. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. That'll do it. Yeah. So, <laughs> so no, unfortunately we can't charge membership. Um, uh, but so people basically just, I mean, it's free membership and then they just pay for, for the events. Which are very cheap. It's like five, ten, fifteen pounds. Brilliant, brilliant. It's a great model. It's a great model. Well done. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, meetup meetups are amazing. I think it's a great, it's a great idea they had. Unfortunately, the platform is not very good because the members between each other can't really do much networking, and that's really what I want. I want to empower entrepreneurs. Our mission is to connect entrepreneurs because I think connections is one of the the basic things. You just have to have connections. The more connections you have, the better you're off. You might want to try and think about setting up a, like there's a couple of private social media groups. I think something called Ning, I think it's called. And that, that allows yeah, no, we are, as I said, we are developing our own platform now and yeah. we are looking into different te technology that we can build our own, yeah. um, our, own, our own network and our own platform. There's Mighty Networks, there's Ning, um, there is, oh, I can't remember the last one, Tribe. Mm. Tribe. Yeah, Tribe. I've heard of Tribe. Yeah, there's yeah. a few of them around and they're quite good. They do. If you've got an engaged network, they're fantastic. Mm. So I need to be really careful here because I'm getting geeked out on your story and your and your marketing stuff. And so I need to be careful because mm. I can get because I, I can go into a rabbit hole in this one. So uh, pulling <laughs> us pulling us back onto target. So okay, you, you've obviously had a journey, uh, clearly a journey into and, and into some mm. parts are into the depths of your soul by the sounds of it. Oh, um, yeah. Where would, I mean, what is success for you? Because obviously success at some point was 
a girlfriend in New York and and all that yeah. kind of trapping. Yeah, Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> I would say Maserati is still a little bit of part of the picture. <laughs> okay. But but for me, there's there's two things. Okay, um, it's it's freedom, just the freedom to to be wherever you want, travel wherever you want. That's one part of it. Just like complete freedom, not worrying about money. And then number two is is waking up in the morning and feeling that you're making a difference, that you are creating value, that you're actually adding something to the world that would not be here unless you were here, mm-hmm. right? And then just having people come back to you and say that you've made a difference to them. That's really, that's the two things, freedom and then making a difference. Hmm. So as do you think your uh, definition of success has moved and changed over time? Yeah, it's definitely moved more more towards making a difference. No doubt. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's just, just like, it, it's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. Even if you're making decent money, unless you, I mean, uh, as long as you don't have to stress about money, really what life is about is making a difference. You feel amazing. You feel alive. Would you say your journey has contributed to that, that change? Yeah, I mean, definitely, you know, my own hardship is, you know, helping like, like being in, in, in incredible pain and stress and all that kind of stuff, like gives me the empathy um, to feel other people's stress and pain and to appreciate it even more when I help somebody else get out of that stress because it's stressful to be a, a business owner. You know, and if you can help somebody get out of that stress and find their path in life, become more uh, successful, um, get to a place in their business where they can start on focusing on contributing instead of just surviving. That's just like, I, I feel I feel so inspired by it and so uh, grateful that I am actually able to do that. Mm-hmm. You had you started in, in kind of the holistic environment, really, or the alternative environment. Yep. Do you still mm-hmm. have a do you still have a connection to that stuff? Oh yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, still, still deeply into uh, supplements and diets and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's going more towards the the psychological side. Mm-hmm. And you also had world. that kind of like guidance moment. Do you find you're still using that that kind of ability these days? That... Yeah. So, so I'm I'm meditating almost every single morning, yeah. um, and, and and doing some brain training still to to rewire my brain. Yeah. So there's still some foods that I can't eat, and I'm working on that. Uh, but it's, I mean, it's, it's astounding, isn't it? Like you can be, you can actually be intolerant to something. Your body simply can't tolerate it. And you literally can train your brain to tolerate it. Did you know, by the way, I mean, this is what I'm really geeking out on these days is, is the, the power of the brain, which over the last couple of decades, science has discovered like, insane stuff about the brain and how plastic it is, mm. right? Meaning how changeable it is. Did you know that you can actually learn, get this, I'm not joking. You can learn to see with your ears. Did you know that? No, I didn't actually. Okay. There was actually, there's, there is blind people. And there's actually a guy who's blind. He's a coach teaching other blind people to see with their ears. Oh, they do ticking, don't they? They tick. Yeah. They tick. They make a ticking noise. Yes. And, and, and so they, they, they literally use echolocation. Echolocation. Yes. I've, yeah. I've seen, but, I've seen that done. That's amazing. Yeah. On TV, of course. It's but, insane. But, yeah. And it's yeah. insane. So, so, and, and you, they're not only like, as long as they haven't been blind for their whole life, if, they, if they've had vision at some point in their life, they can literally learn to see objects in their mind with the echolocation. 
right? Obviously, they will not, they will not be nearly as clear, clear as we see it with the eyes, but they can literally see contours of things. Isn't that and insane? It, it is. It's amazing, isn't it? It is yeah. amazing. But, yeah. you know, but, you know, it's like when you talk about the possibilities of the brain, and I need to be careful because, again, I can get geeked out on this stuff. I, I've got, <laughs> yeah. one of these, I got one of these. You know, but it is amazing. Like, I was reading the other day that someone is training dogs to smell COVID-19. Yeah, because um, it has because uh, most diseases and and changes in the body have an associated smell. Yeah, and and they say that if, I mean the the other the, the, the comparison to a dog's nose. If you put a spoon of sugar in a cup of tea, most people can probably smell it. You can smell the sugar in the tea. Mm-hmm. It has a different smell to it. If you put a sugar in in a swimming pool, a dog could tell. That's the difference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the difference in terms of the, their, their ability. And like, yeah. and you just say like, now like, we have no idea. We cannot understand how how that is possible. How a dog could smell mm. that well. Mm. And there are dogs that are smelling cancer and smelling diabetes yep. and all sorts of stuff. Yep. So it is. So it doesn't surprise me what the human. Even if a dog can do that, what else could we do? I mean, our brains are bigger. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And and they've actually uh, did experiments. Actually learned or taught people to see with their tongue okay it sounds crazy again but they basically put an electro stimulating uh device on the tongue that would that would send electro um you know electro stimulations uh you know so they could touch touch a <coughs> an element right yeah. touch something like see an apple so this thing would would see it, this electronically see it and send electro stimulations to the tongue and then over time, they can actually learn to see the elements with that device on the tongue. I, I guess you have to find some point in the body where there's so many nerve endings that you can actually give a lot of information to. Yeah. And the tongue yeah. body is one of those things. Yeah. Oh, fascinating, fascinating. This is a whole podcast on its own that we could go into, but let's not go there. Yeah. So, okay, moving on from, from the idea of you know, what success means. And clearly, this is going to bridge over, actually, I think, because I think you almost said it in a way. What is your contribution to the world? It's connecting to entrepreneurs. I think that that will be it. Um, and what I'm also is, is very good at is, is discerning whether information in, in terms of training is actually good or not. So on the platform, we're going to have um, very uh, curated training programs. Um, I've been very fortunate to be around uh, top, top entrepreneurs and tons of training so I, I just know what a, what a good training constitutes. Um, so I'm very, very good at that. Um, and then connecting entrepreneurs and masterminding. That's, that's basically it. Right. Which is insanely important. I, I, I cannot stress enough how important your network is. The people you surround yourself with. And by the way, now that we come to the brain thing, this is a geeky thing. You know that you've heard that we are the average of the five people we surround yourself with, right? Yeah. Yeah. You've heard that. Now... Science actually knows why, right? It's because it's literally a scientific, that's a scientific reason to it. We have something in our brain called mirror neurons, Mm -hmm. mirror neurons. The sole function of these neurons is to copy behavior of the people that are around us, to literally mirror behavior. And so by, by surrounding ourselves with better people, than you know, we did last year, whatever, if we're moving up, we're really surrounding ourselves with much better people. We will outsource our personal development. 
you literally cannot not change. If you change your environment, if you change the people that you surround yourself with, you cannot not change. It's impossible. It happens automatically. The mirror neurons just kicks in and copy the people that are around you. There's a dark side to that, isn't there? That's probably yeah. why, that's why successful schools and, and colleges are better yeah. than, than, yeah. than, than, you know, than, the, than kind of like the poorer relations. Because yeah, and if you live quality, in a ghetto or whatever, if yeah. you live, live in, a, in, a, in a place where there's tons of poor people around you, you just got to get out. You, you literally have to get out. Yeah. Um, and in fact, there's a book called Willpower is Not Enough. And he provides a very, very, very strong case uh, for why it's practically impossible to change your life unless you change your environment. I mean, yeah. it's like literally down to, to the county in the U.S. You can predict like if you move to a certain county in the U.S., you can predict whether your income is going to go up or down. Wow. It's That's, insane. That is I mean, scary. it's really, really fascinating. Mm. Um, so when I learned that, I said, okay, I've, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by lots and lots of great entrepreneurs, but I'm also surrounded by a lot of poor entrepreneurs and startups and dreamers. Like in Entrepreneurship in London, we're everything from yeah. the, the dreamers to a billionaire, right? Yeah. And so I decided last year to start something called VIP Dinners, which is basically a network of like the most successful of, of my members that I knew. <clears throat> Yeah. And starting to do those events has, I, I can't even tell you how big an impact on my life has had. It's insane. Uh, monetarily, uh, you know, I got some clients out of that, partnerships. Uh, but what it's done to my own confidence and, and self-worth is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Mm. When you can, the, the difference is, I guess, is, is with people who have that level of confidence in their, their own thing, their own ability. And they just make things happen because they yep. have that confidence. And when you see that, for you, it becomes possible. It does. And, it, and it's almost like you're, you're learning by osmosis. Yeah. Right? It feels like that way. I remember, I think it was the second meeting we had. There was something one of the guys said that I heard many, many times before. I've read it. I heard it on YouTube videos. But he said it. And there was the way he said it with the, with the conviction he said it. And it was like, Boom, it just like went straight into my brain. Like I could literally feel a shift of how my beliefs around a certain subject shifted. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was just ex extraordinary. And that's one of the reasons why I've become so passionate about masterminding. So um, it's going to be a main thing I'm going to do for the rest of my life is yeah. creating masterminds. Um, because I, I've seen it says there's, there's nothing that I know of that has the same transformational power. Have you heard of the Baby Bathwater Institute? Ah, uh, yeah, I have actually. One of my good friends is actually actually one of the guys who's in VIP dinners is in Baby Bathwater, and he keeps on going on about how amazing it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you can't get in the door unless you you have to open your books and show how much money you make because they charge twenty grand to turn up, and 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 it's like yeah. unless you can prove you can afford it, it won't let you in. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely. And it's like, and um, yeah, it's complete madness. I know a few people that have been. And mm. not, not they're not personal. Per, well, they're 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 connections. They're not personal friends, but yeah, um, yeah. Um, and they they tell interesting stories of it. Yeah, but it's the same thing. You know, you're sitting around the table with billionaires, and it's mm. just, nothing is. Yeah, and, and, everything and, is possible. And the thing is, when 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 somebody who's that successful also gives you, um, you know, pats you on the back and says that you're well done or this is great, you're doing great. It has a well, at least in me, it has a bigger effect than if your mom and dad or your friends mm. around you said, "Oh, you're doing well." Like somebody who's really successful, 
who's way ahead of you come say you're doing really well or thank you for doing that it just says it's interesting isn't it? it's like but we all get this don't we it's like the social media post isn't it like you do a social media post and someone someone who you think of well likes yeah. it comments oh he commented (laughs) again it becomes part of our um of our identity like Mm -hmm. suddenly suddenly it's like well wow you know i must be good since somebody somebody that successful somebody that smart or whatever it is um likes what what i'm doing then Mm -hmm. i must be pretty smart as well you know so moving us on, this is the one question, the really strange one, and it, and, and it can be asked in two ways. So I'll ask it the first way. So what is the one question I should have asked you, but I didn't? What's the one thing that you should have done differently early in life? Oh, good question. Mm-hmm. Do you want me to answer it as well? Of course you can answer it. <laughs> this is your opportunity okay. to say what you like. <laughs> okay. Well, that's actually a couple of things I would have done differently. First, first of all, I would, I would have really just believed in myself. And I just, just really honestly just believed in myself because I had so much self-doubt. Yeah. Right. Number two, I would not have started that business. Right. And this is, lots of people think that's surprising. I would have not have started one? my first business. The first business. Okay. At that point, I would have gone into, and I know that this would, this would have been incredibly uncomfortable for me, but I would have gone and get a job as a salesperson. Mm. And then, and then I would have done that for one, one and a half years. And then I would have gone and, and, and get a job in advertising, marketing, mm-hmm. advertising specifically for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Because those are two foundational skills that you just cannot do without in, in, uh, in business. Right. You either you, you can maybe do without one of them, but you have to master at least one of them. Better better if you master both of them. Um, if you don't have any of them, you're you just you're lost. You you cannot succeed unless you're really really lucky to be so brilliant that you have an idea that you could get funding like significant funding where you can go out and hire great marketers and salesperson mm-hmm. uh, salespeople. But that's not the case for like ninety nine point nine of uh, of the cases. No, it isn't. So you have to master sales and marketing. And that's, that's probably the biggest mistake I've made. But surely if you'd have done that, you probably wouldn't be where you are now. You'd be in a different place. You never know. I mean, it's, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. I mean, I, mean, you know, I definitely would have been in a different path in life. Maybe I would have been a you know, CEO of a company or something. Mm. I think it would have been uh, at a very high position anyway, even if I chose the, uh, the career path, because it's just kind of my demeanor or it's, it's, it's part of my nature to always improve and to always um, look for ways to improve things around me as well. So I would always be looking for ways to improve the businesses that I was hired for. Like, can we do things differently here? And so if I chose the career, um, the traditional career path, I still, I still would have ended up um, quite high. I'm, I'm, I'm certain. Mm-hmm. Yes, I guess if you had chosen that path, it's like because you, you, you did it for yourself in another business, so you, you would easily mm. have you would easily transfer those skills. Yeah, and you've repeated it. You've you've you know you built a network before, and you built a network again. So clearly, yeah. building networks is what you do. That's your skill. 
that's and that's actually what I've really realized in the last couple of years. Like, oh my God, I'm actually really, really good at this. I mm-hmm. never really thought that this is the skill that I, that was a significant skill. And suddenly I realized this is this is what I'm meant to. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I actually love connecting people and especially around the masterminding thing. I just mm-hmm. love it. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to. And, and also another thing I'm also teaching is, of course, is teaching people how to connect with other people. Yes. I'm also super passionate about that because that skill is actually going away in the world. Right, and it's going away because of social media, because of the internet. I'll tell you one thing that I found disturbing. First of all, the whole fabric of of our society is it's just changing, right? And and friendships itself is is actually being destroyed. Forty years ago, the average person in the Western world had three point five close friends, people that they can confide in. Today, that number is zero point seven five, zero point seven five on average. That means, means that not everyone has somebody they can call a close friend they can really confide in. I and have I think, two, I think, but I certainly wouldn't phone them in the middle of the night. I mean, I would, that's, that, that, that's, yeah, I have two friends, I think. Yeah. And that's, it is so, so important that we have strong friendships yeah. around us um, for, for our physical health as well. This has been proven. It's one of the most uh, major contributors to our physical health. Mm. Not just mental health, of course, mental health, that's obvious, but even our physical health to have a strong network around us. But we are social animals and that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, and, yeah. and the, the internet and phones and that sort of stuff is taking us away from that. In, in some it way. has, it has. And I'll tell you what, is, what I find disturbing is that younger people seem to have no clue of how to actually behave in the, in the real world. And I think the reason why is what it's all about on social media is look at me, how amazing I am. Look at my amazing breakfast. Look at my amazing vacation and amazing people hang around. So it's all about, look at me, 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 me. Okay. I have to say, I have a teenager who's now turned 18 last, this last week. So he's not he's a teenager still, but he's not my responsibility anymore, sort of. Well, he, <laughs> he always will be, but you know what I mean? Uh, but seeing how he interacts with his friends, I would, have, I would have said the same to you a couple of years ago. But yeah. I have, you know, dad taxi, you know, and I've been in the car with them where they're all on their phones and I think to mm. myself, they're not, talk- but they are communicating and it's just, mm-hmm. we're just not used to it. And what is interesting is that they will be talking. I've got to send you this. Have you seen that? Oh, that's interesting. And then that, I know. And it's like this, this, this banter's going on off, the, off the phone, but they're communicating mm. with the phone. It's almost like they're rush- passing notes to each other. So, and, yeah. and it is fascinating. So I think it's changed. I don't think it is the same way as we experience it. But what I do think the True. problem is, the problem is, is they, they don't have the um, emotional intelligence to do exactly. it face to face. They can't exactly. do it eye to eye. That's what they've lost. Yeah, absolutely. So they've become bad at reading, reading emotions and yeah. you know, as I say, facial expressions and all that kind of stuff. But they're very good from an audio perspective. They can do it from hearing and from, from visuals. So, uh, yeah. I get, this is a bloody big social experiment, isn't it? That's what it is. Yeah, really. yeah absolutely. So, but, but narcissism has actually increased dramatically over the last uh, 10 years. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think in general, people could become more superficial. Yeah. Um, so I'm super passionate about teaching people how to really truly connect, like create deep, meaning, meaningful relationships. Yeah. So that's what I would like to give to the world as well. The, 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 the gift of, understanding how can I create a deep, meaningful relationship? That's a nice thing to give. That mm. might be the answer to my next question. <laughs> yeah. 
actually it's the question after let's go this way so how do people get in touch with you if they want to yeah so a couple places of course linkedin and, and uh, facebook facebook uh, is where i'm mo most active just search for patrick m powers m like in mary yeah. Um, and, um, and of course my website, patrickmpowers.com, where they can get a uh, free sample of my new book, the new marketing manifesto. Fantastic. And, uh, the, uh, meetup group is still going. They can get access to that. Can they? Oh yeah, of course. Uh, uh meetup.com forward slash entrepreneurs in London and on Facebook of our Facebook group is founder nation. So just search, search for founder nation, which is the name we're scaling, uh, on, uh, in the world. Fantastic. I will have all those links on the podcast page beneath the player as usual. Brilliant. So moving to our last question, which I said you may have already answered. What is the meaning of life for you? It's to fight for your dreams. Mm. Constantly fight for your dreams. And then for me, it's to help other people fight for their dreams. That's a nice, that's a nice. Somebody, somebody asked, somebody asked, what, what do you want on, what we want on your gravestone? And it said, he fought for other people's dreams. That's nice. Because mm. it is, I mean, we do have to give meaning to our life on our own, you know. And I mean, I mean one of my meanings is walking out the door to college next week, you know, next in, in a couple of months. It's like, oh, now what do I do? So, yeah, we all have to find something that we do. Uh, yeah, and I think dreams are so sacred. And unfortunately, most people never, <clears throat> never chase their dreams. But you just become so much more alive. And, and, and it's honestly really living without chasing a dream. It's not for me, it's not living. Mm. Right. Um, and for me, it's, it's more than just business success, because somebody might want to um, their their definition of success is starting a charity in, uh, in India helping elephants or whatever. Whatever that dream is, they're, for me, they're so sacred uh, because when, you are, when you're on that path of doing that dream, you feel so alive, you feel so amazing, and, and that's what I really want to help people reach, well, whatever, like, even, even if it's not business. I like what you just said there because a lot of people think, seem to think dreams means the Maserati means the thing, but dreams don't necessarily mean that. Dreams can, no, actually, be, that dreams yeah. can actually mean changing the world. They can actually change people's lives. It can yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to empower entrepreneurs because I feel that entrepreneurship is the most important vehicle to change the world for the better. Yeah. So Patrick Powers, thank you so much for taking the time out to be with me today. It has been a pleasure and a joy to be talking to you. Likewise. It was and, awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to keeping in touch with you. I think we have more to talk about. All the best. Thank you so much. Cheers. And that was Life, Passion and Business with Paul Harvey and my guest, Patrick M. Powers. Now, you can also find Patrick on LinkedIn and on Facebook and on Twitter. And there are a couple of company websites, which is patrickmpowers.com. So please catch up with Patrick. I'm sure he'd be delighted to speak to you. I hope you enjoyed that recording with Patrick. Uh, it, he is a fascinating guy. And as I said, we're bringing him back on the show in probably a week or so to explore where he is now, what's life like in Russia, and what has he discovered that's, um, that for him has changed his life. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. And I'm not actually sure what it contains at the moment because I've not had it, so I'm really looking forward to it. In the meantime, I am currently exploring the idea of money, society, and culture. And that's the, the, going to be the, the first project that we put out on the podcast here. We, it will be this exploring conversations with people who are involved with money, who use money, who 
find ways of making money work but i'm also going to explore other aspects of it because you see this we put money far more important than almost anything else we're ready to trash the climate in the in the in the desire and pursuit of money people are prepared to kill in the desire and pursuit of money so this thing has huge power over humanity and i want to explore how could we do it differently what what options are there to changing our systems so that money is working for us and with us it's going to be an interesting journey and i have no idea where it leads on that show you just heard with patrick m powers you will have heard a reference to focus coaching do check out the links at the bottom of this podcast for focus coaching so you can understand more about it and there will be a video of me explaining it for you you know the point about it is if you want to get something done something that you are finding difficult to get done you need support with it you need someone to hold you to account for it accountability is the most powerful tool for getting things done and you can do that through public declaration you can do it by all sorts of things but having someone to help you find the right steps forward in order to move you forward i help you identify the correct steps and hold you to task over them is incredibly powerful and that is the benefit of focus coaching so you'll find that on the webpage at lifepassionandbusiness.com. Anyway, thank you so much for being part of this journey with me because it would be nothing without you. So if you've enjoyed the podcast and you're enjoying what we're doing, please share it with a friend because that's how we grow. That's how that's how people like you find good podcasts and it's how we grow. It's how we build this community. Anyway, as always, thank you so much for your time and attention. I will catch you on Sunday. All the best. Thank you.